Attention. Attention. This is not a self-help podcast. Okay, so hello everyone. Another week, another interview. Obsessed with the person I'm having on the show today. For those of you who are new to the show, I'm Diana Espier. have been a red carpet host for the last... I'm going to say four years, but I can't do math to save my life. So who knows at this point? I've interviewed a lot of the reality TV personalities on the podcast. I'm back in the UK. I've become addicted to this new show. It's not a new show, but for me, it's a new show. Real Housewives of Cheshire. Let me tell you guys something. It is all the drama that you would see in Beverly Hills Housewives, New York Housewives. More spray tan, more rain, more drama. Um, Yeah better teeth, even though it's not in LA, there's a very specific reason for that. And it is because I'm having Dr. Hannah Kinsella. Oh, thank you. Very kind. What an intro. I know. I'm not usually nice to people, so I'm quite (laughs) surprised. (laughs) I'm very surprised. So Hannah's here on the show, um, full lockdown mode. We are both in lockdown. Yeah. You are still pregnant with your little guy. Yes, I am. I am. I'm nine months pregnant, 39 weeks. Can you believe it? Honestly. I literally oh, thought she was like gonna... a hippo. <laughs> <laughs> you really don't look like one. That's like what's oh. surprising to me. Because when you told me, so before we started recording, Hannah told me nothing fits me anymore. And I thought she was talking about her post. Like I thought you'd had the baby already because you're due Monday. You're due on Monday. Due, due on Monday. Yeah, yeah. So none of my nice little skimpy housewives dresses fit me anymore. So I'm now in the older, uh, big knitted jumpers. <laughs> so you you <laughs> can't tell. Well. No, but we can't tell. Like, you know, some people when they're pregnant, you can kind of tell on their face and like it kind of shows. But for you, because of how you look, I was like, she's 100% had the baby. Am I going (laughs) to offend her and ask her? (laughs) Uh, No, I've been lucky. To be fair, I've been lucky. I haven't really put it much on my face or my arms, but tell you something from the waist down. He's massive. What, What is something that like, you know, being pregnant, you didn't really know would happen I don't know what's something that you didn't expect would happen as a pregnant woman um do you know what I think I think it's crazy like watching your body change so much yeah you know and I think you know and you know when you try and look after yourself and work out and eat well and whatever um I think as you sort of expand and get bigger and bigger it's sort of it's weird because Martin my husband's always saying to me embrace it you know you're pregnant it's fine but it's weird we have this sort of like I don't know. It's like a, it's like a bit of a block, really, because as you get bigger, you just feel like more and more self-conscious, and you're like, oh my god, I, f- I feel fat. Yeah, I think there's like a, a period of time with pregnancy where you cut, you don't see the bump, but you're 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 still at those early stages, and then people just think, oh god, she's had <laughs> she's had a good lockdown. She's had yeah. a good big- so, so I think, yeah, I think that whole process of like, you know, your body changing yeah. um, is, is quite a, it's quite a unique experience really. Yeah. I feel like people don't talk about it enough because people are afraid yeah. like to come across as though they're not grateful for having the baby. And I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of people kind of, you know, brush it off and are like, yeah, but I'm having a baby. But like the reality is as a woman to like to change so much so quickly can be yeah. a bit of like a traumatic. I know it's a great experience being, I, I mean, I've never been pregnant yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. But 
I can I can see how despite the happiness and the joy that comes with it, it, mm. it does feel a little bit weird. Like it, it must make you feel. A yeah, little bit it weird. does. It does. It does. And I think I, I think you're so right. I think women don't talk about it because you almost feel guilty because obviously it's yeah. an amazing. Experience and it's great that you know yeah. your body changes like that, but at the same time, you know, you're sort of feeling a bit more podgy, you know, more, more bloated, and especially yeah. with us, you know, with us filming the the the, the series uh, with the housewives, you know, I was just watching myself on TV every week, thinking, oh, I feel like I'm just getting bigger and bigger and bigger, but you do have to embrace it. Yeah, you're, it, you're, it's supposed to happen, but it's exactly, just a exactly. weird thing to see happen so quickly. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, for the women who are, you know, expecting or maybe one day want a baby, you, you know, you did say that you feel a little bit more self con- like, uh, self-conscious um, being pregnant. Does that affect anything in your like intimate life? Is it something that like bugs you or is it something that you're just like, whatever, my husband loves <laughs> me? Well, do you know what? Do you know what? I actually think... I think a lot of that's down to your other half and your partner. Cause I think, I think Martin's really good and being like, you look great. You're still sexy and beautiful, yeah. you know? So he makes me feel good, which I think, yeah. I think you need. Cause, cause yeah, it's not, I mean, you know, especially when you get past like 30 weeks and you're just this big, you've got this massive belly, you don't feel like the sexiest. Um, right. But, you know, but, but I think it's down to your partner. As long as your yeah. partner gives you like a lot of encouragement, yeah, I think it's fine. It's fine. I'm all yeah. about words of affirmation. Let me tell you. Though, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> none of that going on. There's none of that going on. <laughs> we're not going to do a trip to the lingerie store. I mean, we're not doing a trip to any stores right now, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Online trip, online trip. But exactly. you know, your, your husband's probably really turned on by it, if I'm honest. But as long as he's giving you all the affirmation, that's all you need yeah. to really feel yourself in the bedroom. Let me tell you, I'm all about words of affirmation. I say, on the podcast all the time I care about everything but I don't really care about actions I care more about words give me the fucking words that's all I say yeah, to <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. um so I do this segment on the show that is called tip of the week so I know you have a great tip that maybe you want to share with everyone so I'm gonna let you go first before I share my tip I never told anybody that because I'm such a good friend Oh, tips. What tips can I give? Well, being a dentist, um, I think, uh, I think, uh, do you know what? I think looking after your teeth, I think it's so important, isn't it? Um, and I think nowadays, especially like, you know, every, having a beautiful smile and not just, not just from a cosmetic perspective, but I think also from a health perspective with, with us being in lockdown, so many people, they're not seeing their dentists regularly. So I think, you know, good oral hygiene, flossing regularly is really important. Yeah. I've, um, personally, I mean, I've launched my own, uh, toothpaste, um, well, tooth, dental product brand, shall I say. Yes. And we're doing like whitening toothpastes and whitening strips and things like that. So lots of things that people can, can purchase in lockdown to make themselves feel better about their smile. Um, so, so yeah. what is the name? Where can we find it? Yeah. So it's called Icy Bear Dental. Um, and all of our products are like available like online um, on our website, which is icybeardental.com. But yeah, I think, do you know what it was for me? It was like really, it, I think because dentistry generally is not the most glamorous thing. Like people don't come to the dentist and expect like a, <laughs> a glamorous person there at all. Right. Um, so for me, it was sort of like bringing a bit of, a bit of glam 
to dentistry um, as well as you know providing products that work that are effective that are convenient affordable so yeah I think I've I think I've uh, kind of achieved that a hundred percent because you know as you said when I go to the dentist you know I'm this is going to sound so fucking offensive but you know it's my podcast. Can say whatever the fuck I want. Um, when I go to the dentist, I kind of expect some like old, weird, old like guy. you know, Einstein-looking kind of person who doesn't smell good <laughs> and like who has really yeah. horrible teeth himself. Which, by the way, was my dentist back in Switzerland. You know, he was always like testing shit on himself and had like weird braces everywhere. And yeah. you know, I would quite like you know coming to a a cute little Hannah who's like. Hi, <laughs> Let me make your teeth as nice as mine are. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, do you, know what, do you know what? So many people have that misconception. You know, they come into the dentist, they're expecting some bald old guy. <laughs> you know, and, and I, I've I've had loads of patients like say turn around to me and go, "Are you the nurse?" Or like, "Are you the hygienist?" I'm like, "No, no, no. I'm the dentist. I'm the dentist." But yeah, I think it's just about bringing a bit of like awareness and glam to. To, to dentistry and and it's super important you know teeth are so important from a health yeah. perspective as well as a beauty perspective you know yeah I mean it's the first step of the digestion process I do remember totally. some of my science <laughs> <laughs> totally. literally before yeah. I share my tip of the week which is way has way less substance than yours because I'm not a dentist <laughs> and I'm not a doctor I want to ask you this question and you you Go need to not sugarcoat it, okay? I come to, ha- to Dr. Hannah Kinsella, okay? Yeah. What the fuck do I do with my teeth? You need, don't be like, you have great teeth. I want the full, like, this is wrong. This is wrong. This is wrong. Go ahead. Wait, let's have a look. Oh, to be fair. I have a gap. Good. I have a gap. <laughs> you have got a gap. But gaps are sexy. I fucking hate the gap. Gaps are sexy. Gaps like the whole London look. Everyone, do you know what? I went for a period of time where it was like dead fashionable to have a gap between your teeth. Everyone wanted one. Yeah, we're um, past that point. Nah, we're past that point. We're past that point. <laughs> we're past that point. What would you do to fix my gap? Oh, well, do you know what? You could, you could have a bit of whitening. You could have some composite bonding. Yeah. That's a good way of fixing the gap. Easy yeah. as well. Dead easy. Doesn't right. take that long. So it's not like I wouldn't need veneer, yeah. like full-blown veneers to like... No, no, no. when you've got good natural... When you've got naturally good teeth, and I mean, when I, when I say good, I mean, you know, they've not had fillings in them, they've not been rotten or they're not, you know, if yeah. they're generally pretty healthy yeah. and you're a young, young person, then whitening and composite bonding, you know, those sorts of treatments are way better because they're not damaging right. to your enamel. Right. So, how young do you think I am, Hannah? I <laughs> do. <Nah. laughs> young, pretty young. We're the same age. Are we? How old 30. are you? I'm thirty-three. Oh, I'm I'm th- I'm turning thirty-two. Um, okay. I'm turning thirty-two. That's kind of why I wanted you on the show because I was like, I really want someone who's like my age, but who's a housewife. But like, I'm yeah. I'm not married. I don't have a baby, so I thought it'd be fun to like. compare the two lifestyles um let me quickly share my tip of the week it's an amazon product okay so there's a link i'm gonna link your teeth products um in the description of the show for everyone to go purchase mine is called the godfroy eyebrow tint 
Because, okay, here's the thing. As you said, lockdown, can't can't go to Blink Brow Bar, my friends. It's a bit of a problem for me. And it's not a, it's not a problem because I can't pluck them because basically mm. I'm just not hairy at all. So I have no hair on my body and I'm Jewish. So that's kind of a surprise. So <laughs> I did. Yeah, I'm like, You're the opposite of me. I'm literally like the hairiest person ever. I call myself Hagrid. You know, I'm Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the Hagrid hair. I'm like, so oh, you- if I left my eyebrows, I'd have a monobrow. I'm dead. So if I left my eyebrows, I'd look like I don't want to make a too offensive joke, but I just look like an egg. I would literally have, I have an egg shape. Like a thumb, a thumb head. (laughs) A thumb literally with two eyes. I'm literally a walking thumb (laughs) with a mouth and eyes because I speak a lot. Let's let's not forget the mouth, shall we? Oh my God, Um, hilarious. So you don't wear hair extensions because you you have like good hair. No, no. But as I said, if I left my eyebrows, monobrow and full on tash, Right. Well, let me Literally. tell you, if I don't wear hair extensions, I look like I have a rat's tail on my head with like Really? I just I'm not hairy. I just have bad hair. Like it's just a problem. I have bad eyebrows, bad hair, whatever. So I tint my eyebrows and this is kind of like a tint, but it's also a little bit of a henna thing that kind of shapes Ooh. them. It's really easy. So nice. you put it on for 2 minutes. They they give you a little powder and a little developer to mix yourself. You apply it with a brush for 2 minutes. You kind of clean it up to make sure you get the shape right. You you clean it after 2 minutes. You've got beautiful shaped eyebrows for the next three four weeks good to go good to go for lockdown you won't be using that though because you've got great brows (laughs) (laughs) yeah I think if I use that I'd I'd just Jesus Christ it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a good look (laughs) (laughs) you could be like a a Hagrid um what's it called yeah look alike with the the eyebrow literally Literally, Hagrid lookalike. That is what I would be. Do you know what? Hagrid and the thumb, friends. Yeah, Hagrid and the thumb. (laughs) Here they come. Hagrid and his thumb. Literally. I'm Uh literally dying. What the fuck is going on? Um, Uh Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the latest season of Housewives of Cheshire because it's the Mm. only season I've watched because, um, you know, I've watched all of the American Housewives. I'm very involved in that part of the housewives culture I kind of wanted to ask you like how do you feel after this season and how did you feel it went for you because you were kind of involved in a lot of like some of the dramas that took place and I wanted to know if you watched it and felt I've done the best that I can and I'm good with that do you know what I think housewives is 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 it is funny really it's such a roller coaster one minute like with literally having having a big explosion big argument and then as time goes on, then you end up getting on with them and whatever. So it's just such an up and down roller coaster. I think the thing is, there are definitely times where I come away and I'm like, oh, I should have said this or why didn't I say that? And also what I always say to people is, you know, you guys watch such a short snippet of what's actually gone on. Sometimes yeah. some of those dinner parties, you know, they can go on for like three, four hours and so much is said and so much is, you know, there's so much chewing and froing, but then obviously it's edited down to such a short, uh, a short uh, little snippet. Yeah. Um, but no, do you know what? I think, I think I do, I, I stick to what I believe in. I, you know, yeah. I, I think I've got, I've got my own opinions about this. Things and and I think that's what makes it a great show. We're like eight different women. We've all got different backgrounds. We're all we're all very different. 
Um, and I think, you know, when we come together, yeah, there are there are clashes in opinion, but yeah. hey ho, you know, that's 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 fine. Do you um, feel like so for me, the most intriguing thing for me watching you, um, especially yeah. because I'm so used to watching the American reality TV shows, you're the yeah. youngest housewife on the show, aren't you? Yeah. Um, that's right. So, so in, in America, for example, you'd be in a Vanderpump rules, you'd be in like you know, the, you'd be the step before that your age group is more like mm. Vanderpump rules before housewives. Yes. Um, that's- so that, that's what I've kind of noticed, like the difference between, especially in LA, people get married later They They settle down a bit later. Do you sometimes feel yeah. a bit intimidated by the fact that, you know, you are younger than everyone else? And is it something that you think about sometimes on the show? Yeah, I think I think definitely when I first went into the show, because obviously now I think I've done five series now on there. Yeah. Um, and I think when I first went in, then yeah, 100%, because I really felt like, you know, all of the women already had families, they were all, you know, married and, you know, and they were a lot more established in life. Yeah. Whereas I was sort of at the beginning of my journey and, you know, I just bought my dental practice and me and Martin were engaged at that stage. We weren't even married. So yeah. I was definitely in a, different zone to everyone else yeah so I think at the beginning I was a bit like oh like you know I'm at, these are, it's out of my comfort zone yeah. whereas as as time's gone on and I've really sort of you know established myself in the group and I've made some good friends and I've really sort of integrated yeah. I feel like now it's it's cool it's fine do you feel like now you're kind of all on the same level I, I know that you can't really say you're on different level but do you really feel yeah. like you're very much a part of the the group Massively. and on the same yeah. level yeah totally totally yeah. yeah I feel like it took, it took a bit of time yeah. um, and I always say to Martin I was like honestly I feel like I went through like a full-on initiation process with these women yeah it's like that with, it's like that with any group of women it, uh, it's like that with any group of women isn't it really I mean you know especially when you don't know them and they all know each other and you're the new you're the new girl yes uh, first you come across you know quite a bit of resistance and 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 whatever but then now you know I really do feel like I'm part of the group I'm part of the team because some of these women are like my mum's age you know yeah Um, yeah. like I don't know how I would feel holding my own with a group of of women that were probably they're even older than my my mum's quite young but um what I wanted to ask you is you know I'm very close to your age I'm 32 I'm not married I mean I recently started dating someone but I'm not married and (laughs) You know, I don't have uh, a baby on the way. I don't have a baby. I have a dog. Um, yeah. I live on my own. Do you have friends that are kind of, you know, our age that are in different stages of life, kind of like me, that are single still, yeah. kind of dating still? Yeah, 100%. I mean, yeah. nowadays, like you were saying, like nowadays, you know, it's not, you know, back back years ago, like in our, our parents' generation, probably, you know, being 30 or 32, 33, having a child, you were like an old mom, yeah. which is mental because now, like, you know, 30s are the new 20s, you know, yeah. no, a lot of people, a lot of my friends, you know, they, they're not married, they, they've not sat, you know, they've not settled down. Um, so yeah, I, I've got a, a, an array of friends at different stages. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's normal. I think it's totally normal. And you've got so much time. But do you feel like, you know, the stage of life you're at right now, which is you're married, yeah. you have a baby on the way, has that kind of changed your relationship with these friends that are in different, you know, phases of life? Do you still like, for example, we'll go out to bars with them? I mean, not now, but like in, 
yeah. when you could, would you still be doing those things with those friends of yours? Or do you feel like... Well, do you know what's funny? Just before we went into lockdown, we, um, and me and a group of my girlfriends who are all... They, they're all like that, you know, they've not settled down, they're not married, quite a few of them are single, a few of them are dating or whatever. We all went out to the Ivy. I mean, I was pregnant, so I wasn't drinking or anything. Yeah. But I tell you something, we were still as rowdy, as crazy. Like, Dead. it wasn't it wasn't stopping me. But I think that's my personality, though, because I, I am a, I love a party, like I love a good time. And I, yeah. and I think... I'm, I mean, it's a shame really during my pregnancy because it has been full on lockdown. So I've not really been able to like socialize and go out and whatever. Yeah. Um, but I still intend to do that, you know, even, even like, just, just because I've got a kid or just because, you yeah. know, I'm married or whatever doesn't, I don't like the idea of not being part of that crew. Yeah. You know? No, I totally feel you. So I was asking this because my best friend, since we were two years old, she's yeah. been married for a few years. She has a child now and, you yeah. know, I'm invited to the house, like, as if I was like a part of the family and we'll go out yeah. and have fun and party and she'll, you know, leave the child with um, a nanny sometimes if she's in the mood for like a bit of a rowdier night out. And it's yeah. literally not changed our relationship at all. That's brilliant. It's amazing, but it, but yeah, that's it is. What you want. It is what you want, but it makes me wonder, like, cause I came back from LA where no one's married. No one has, you know, no one settled down at, at 32 in LA. And I come back here and most of my friends are like engaged or married or pregnant. Yeah. And nothing's really changed for me. And I don't know why it worked out this way. I think people are a bit more yeah. open-minded nowadays. But you know what? I think it's funny that you say that about LA because I think London is very similar. Like I lived in London for uh, three or four years yeah. and, you know, I was living in house shares and stuff like that. And there were loads of people in house shares that were like 34, 35, you know, still very you know in that zone and they're not really settled down there's no it's no no how wife and kids and stuff like that yeah so I think I think it's actually quite interesting I think down south in London it's a bit more like LA whereas up north it's it's a bit more sort of I don't know but I guess people settle people down, settle down qu earlier but I'm Jewish so I'm the Jewish community <laughs> right so yeah. technically I'm like recycled shit in the Jewish community <laughs> <laughs> like people are like you are an oh a P. What's that? An old age pensioner. Literally, people That's look it. at me. People look at me, and they're like, "You're single. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, how badly are you? Da like, how damaged are you? That's how oh, people look at me." No, I hate that. Would you hey. know what? I, I'm mine from a Persian heritage, so my oh. parents are both. My parents are both Iranian, so the culturally it's quite similar. And you know, I think you get to that certain age as a woman, don't you? In in in, in that culture, and they're all like, oh, "So you're not married? Oh, you don't have kids? What what the, what the hell is wrong with you?" <laughs> and you they like, scan you, and they're like, "Scan you, yeah." They yeah. scan you. They're like, "Does she have that? No. Does she have that? Oh, well, yeah. something's going on though." Mm -hmm, yeah, yeah mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? I just I don't give a fuck. I'm like, maybe everything's wrong with them and not yeah, me okay exactly. sorry exactly. <laughs> Such a <laughs> where did you go to uni I went to uni in Liverpool Liverpool it's so funny because yeah. in America people say school they don't say uni school. school yeah they don't understand when we say uni what was your uni experience like I loved it well I was there for five years that's yeah. actually where I met Martin that's yeah. where I met my husband um but yeah no I loved my uni experience I mean it was wild like lots of drinking lots of partying but then yeah. again 
you know, at, at the same time, a lot of studying as well, because it was an intense degree that I did. And I was there for for five years doing it. So yeah, yeah I loved it. I loved uni. What kind of uni girl class. were you? Like, what kind of student were you? I, I uh, bet we were kind of the same. I think yeah. kind of the same. Hot mess when you're drunk. Um gross in the lectures like in your in your pjs that you slept with but yeah. then came out on top exactly boom that was exactly it yeah yeah that's amazing were you like with martin from the beginning or did you meet him no kind of- no no so martin was the year above me because he did he did medicine first and then right. he did dentistry so he was a postgraduate so he was the year above me and i swear to god it was so funny cuz i i had a boyfriend at the time but he was like, he always used to give me the eye in the clinic and stuff. Like we were always like quite flirty, but nothing happened. We were just mates. Like, yeah, we your friends. Yeah, just friends the entire time. And then, and then literally about you know five six years later, we sort of like hooked up and we were seeing each other for a bit of time. But then he he actually blew me off. He was like. <laughs> Uh, I'm not ready for a relationship, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh Are my you God. fucking joking? Is that like a Cheshire move? Because I know, honestly, bastards. We went out ages. It was all going well. I was like really into him. And then he was like, I'm not ready for a relationship. And I was like, <gasps> what did you do? Did you like walk? I need no, to. No, I, I, I ended it. So I was like, no, I was like, okay, fine. That's cool. But I'm not into it, blah, blah, blah. And then we went to our separate ways. Yes. Two years later, we randomly met in a bar in London, Nobu. He was stood at the end of the bar and I was stood at the end of the bar. And then he was like, do you want to go outside? I was like, yeah, okay, like whatever. And then we went outside and then, and then that was it. Like we kissed and then fuck. And then like six months later, we were engaged. <laughs> but I think the best thing to do is just ditch them. When they say like, oh, I'm not ready for a relationship. I'm like, all right, fine. See you later. Um, I want to <laughs> ask you about Lystra a little bit because you guys had your little thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah you're two very different mm-hmm. people right and yeah. it's obvious that you know she has her way of doing things you have your way of, do- of doing things you both have very different experiences but I kind of want to yeah. know what have you like learned from being friends with someone like her because you know in in this industry I've interviewed yeah. a lot of people that I would have normally never spoken to um, yeah in in my normal life and yeah. I've learned so much from these people and I'm kind of interested to know how like you've grown from this new friendship um that's a good one actually it's a good interest it's interesting with me and Lystra because I think when she first walked in and when I first got introduced to her I think the differences stood out more than the similarities obviously I was like wow this girl is so you know we're very polar opposites she's very like bougie and you know giving it all the oh Lystra landed and she's a massive personality a massive character and at first I was a bit like oh like I not sure we're gonna get on um and then obviously you saw on the show like you know instantly we had we locked horns a little bit because she was sort of saying all about you know the stripping and da 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 which is fine whatever but I had a bit of a different opinion so we had a, a, a clash um but what's interesting is that the more time I actually spent with Lystra um, the more the more she grew on me and the more actually we realized that you know I think I think the thing is with her is she's got such a a big character but behind all of that you know she's actually really really like sweet and there's a really um vulnerable she's vulnerable 
vulnerable. Yeah, there's a vulnerable yeah. side to her. Yeah. And, you know, when we were talking, she was telling me all about her, like, upbringing and how, you know, she had strict Christian, very strict Christian upbringing and, you know, and a lot, all this stuff that you would never think by looking at her, you know, or yeah. or talking to her, you know, on first impressions, you would never think that. But the more you, the more I got to know her, I thought, actually, do you know what? Like, you know, we, there were a lot of things that we really connected with. So, yes. It was a nice, it, it's a nice story with me and Lustra because I think it started off very much like, oh, and then, it, it, you know, as, as time's yeah. gone on, we get on a lot better now. So yes. it's good. That's yeah. kind of what I realized. And I actually, yeah. you know, more so, usually I'm a judgy cunt. Like, let me tell you, I watch the show. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm fucking horrible. I watch the show and I'm like, Da-da-da, da-da-da, no, yes, no. And, you know, when I saw your little, you know, argu- not argument, but disagreement that you guys yeah. had, I would have probably asked you the same question. Like, yeah. no, but like, those are the things that I want to know. And I'm a journalist and I'm curious. So I would have asked a question like that. But then yeah. also, you know, you're a bit more of like a traditional person with like, you are a boss yeah. lady and you are a very modern woman, but I see a lot of like traditional things about you as well. And mm. you're, you're, you're definitely more traditional than she is. I, I will say that. But you yeah. have openness about you that when she tried to bring you into her world, you were just very open to like trying and laughing with her. And I thought that was actually yeah. quite sweet. And I saw you inquiring about those things that you inquired about was more like out of curiosity and less like yeah. judgy thing. Because it wasn't judgy. It wasn't judgy at all. Like, I mean, no. I mean, the, and the thing is as well, I think, you know, that there is definitely, there's definitely a wild side of me as well. And like, you know, I, I me and Lystra, we've, we've been out and we've both been like you know like twerking and stuff because the thing is I think on reality tv as well it's difficult because they you only see snippets of of a person you know and and I think you know you can get judged or you can get sort of pigeonholed as as a type of person yeah Um, and I think I think with Lystra that was that was the case really and it was never really in a judgy way it was just more like I, we just had a difference in opinion and then it sort yeah. of went from there but yeah I mean she's good fun she is good she fun. is she is it, it was more like it was quite intriguing to me because yeah as I said you were very open to getting to know her and like embracing yeah. some things about her and I thought that was actually kind of sweet and I actually enjoyed watching it more than I thought oh what the fuck is going on like I honestly did not see it as like so much drama and I saw it more as like you know, different people getting to know each other. And that's what it's, yeah. that's what's interesting to me about the housewives. It's people that, you know, would get on, but not, would not normally just be associated with one another in everyday yeah, life. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you do have friends outside of the housewives. Glam dentist, Hannah. Do you know, do you now have like fans that come as patients who are like, I've watched you on the show. I want to be your patient. And like, how do you kind of cope with that? Because, you know, obviously I'm sure you have some very, crazy fans and just people who are just wanting a good dentist like how do you make the difference between like a crazy fan that just wants to come in and like be a bit intrusive or someone who genuinely (laughs) wants to be a customer oh well do you know what I think I think a a lot of it gets filtered out at the reception desk so I've got an amazing reception team that sort of you know that 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 are very aware of that and especially because obviously I've been at the practice for a long time you know three or four years I have got an established list we yes. do take on, we do take on new uh, new patients, new new clients, but uh, generally speaking, I have the same sort of pool of patients. But this was 
interestingly, something that I did sort of think about when I, before I decided to accept and go on to the Real Housewives, yes. I thought about how it would affect, you know, how people thought of me professionally and, yeah. you know, how my patients would feel about it and stuff. But I tell you something, they bloody love it. They love it. I have to, li- I literally have to like book an extra five minutes in for my checkup appointments because people just want to talk to me about the housewives. I know. <laughs> That's funny. what I'm wondering. Like, how do you react when people come in, they sit in your chair and they yeah. ask you questions about housewives? Like, are you like not in the office or are you like down uh, for it? And you love it? No, do you, know, do you know what? I, I always embrace it. Like, it's so funny. I always say to my patients, it's like, it's like, having a group of friends that everyone knows about and you can like talk about them to everyone because they all know them yeah um so it's I always embrace it I always embrace it that's so sweet that's very very sweet of you you know Hannah it's been such a pleasure talking to you I'm so grateful that you came on the podcast today I had such a fun time it's been great it's been great it's been great Thank you. And I love being Hagrid's thumb. Let me tell you, that's going to be my new Instagram bio. (laughs) Hannah, can you let everyone know where they can find you, share your socials and anything else that you would like to plug? Oh, well, um, socials, my socials at Hannah Marastab. Marastab is actually my maiden name. It's it's Uh, Persian. It's Persian. Exactly. That's why it's a bit of a mouthful. Marastab. 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 Hannah Marastab. That's on my Instagram. My Twitter's exactly the same. TikTok. I'm Hannah underscore Kinsella. And yeah, that's me. And check out Icy Bear. Is that what it's Icy called? Bear. Yeah. Icy Bear Dental on our website, which is www.icybeardental.com. And also our Instagram handle um, and Facebook is at Icy Bear Dental. Yeah, yeah, yeah.